Welcome to a special edition of Business Mentorship Keeping It Real, where we are collaborating with the Enthuse Foundation, who supports female entrepreneurs through education, mentorship, and grant funding. Today, our guest is one of the finalists in the 2023 pitch competition. Allison Evans and Chloe Bergson are co-founders of a company providing a unique solution for cocktail making at home. Alice and I are going to discuss their journey into entrepreneurship and why they developed the first ever craft cocktail mix in a tea bag. Congratulations, Alison, to you and Chloe on becoming a finalist in this year's Enthuse Foundation pitch competition. Thank you so much. We're so excited for the event and congratulations to the other four finalists. You know, this is such a wonderful initiative because entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart, as we all know, and we all meet uh, bumps in the road from time to time. And who doesn't enjoy and appreciate the support of other entrepreneurs? So congratulations to you both. Why don't we start with your great idea and why you decided to start your own business? Great. I would love to share more. And for everyone who's going to be watching on video, I'll hold up so you you can get a visual, but this is one of our skinny cardamom palomas. And it is, as you mentioned, the first ever craft cocktail mix in a tea bag. Tea bag. So yeah. using all natural dehydrated ingredients, you infuse it in cold water in just a few minutes and add spirits for a cocktail. Chloe and I met at business school and we like to joke a little bit that it was more social than it was academic. And for us, that meant a lot of cocktails are struggling, really struggling to make them at home. So we were making new friends, trying to have dinner parties and just stuck with these boring canned ready to drink seltzers or really sugary mixes that we could find at the store. Nothing was delicious. Nothing was low in sugar and nothing tasted good as a mocktail for our friends who weren't drinking. And we thought, you know, we set out to create the solution to our problem, but we realized it's a really large problem and that a ton of people are struggling to make cocktails at home. They're looking for solutions that are low in sugar with no additives and better for the environment. So those are kind of the reasons that gave us our light bulb moment and inspired us to look to dehydrated ingredients and, and put them in a tea bag for something quick and easy, but still all natural. You know, it's such a wonderful, innovative idea. And, you know, business innovation is the thing that we all appreciate because, you know, every item that we appreciate now that we use started with somebody's great idea. So in terms of innovation, how did you and Chloe come up with this idea to put all of these ingredients in a tea bag? I mean, there must have been some sort of brainstorm session that happened that gave you the creative idea. Can you share with our viewing and listening audience a little bit about how that happened? Definitely. We were in business school together and taking a class called Startup Bootcamp, in fact. So we both connected over our passion of things, food and beverage, and our desire to be entrepreneurs and wanted to take this class where you're about to go through an intensive week-long program. You work through a business idea, prototyping, customer focus groups. And it was through that class where we were inspired by the tea bag because initially the idea that we presented was like full all natural dehydrated ingredients inside mason jars and you would have to cold brew that overnight in order to get your concentration that you would then add to you know club soda or a spirit to make your cocktail and the key takeaways we got from the countless focus groups we did 
was like number one. People did like seeing the ingredients and they like the low sugar and the ingredient transparency. But like number two, they wanted instant gratification and a 24 infusion, 24 hour infusion was just not going to cut it. So we wanted to maintain that all natural ingredients you can see aspect. And we were like, if you just grind them up, you can infuse it in cold water and you're instantly but then you'd have things floating around in your drink, like voila, the tea bag that will catch mm -hmm. everything. You can still see the ingredients. We keep things lower, no sugar. So it was through speaking to customers and focus groups that we really had the innovation uh, sparked. You know, and I love that you were involving your community. So you were involving people in focus groups in order to get their attention. And, you know, every entrepreneur knows that that's really important because the reiterations of our great ideas happen because we get this wonderful feedback. So kudos to you both for uh, persevering, which with I'm sure was quite a few different focus groups in order to come up with a final product. Now, one of the things that you've mentioned a few times is the fact that you met at business school. And I know it was Harvard Business School. So tell us a little bit about the personality traits of the two of you that make for this really wonderful partnership. Because if you're in an entrepreneurial course, the first thing that they tell you is, you know, don't don't have a business partner. Go it on your own. You know, it's too difficult. Things where are, are, you know, there'll be too much conflict. So how does the relationship that you have with Chloe work for your business? Yeah. It's funny you say that because I feel like one of my key takeaway learnings from all the classes we had at Harvard is like your co-founder relationship is so important. And for all the entrepreneurship classes we had where we had solo founders coming in to talk to us, they were like, this is a don't do it alone. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, a, it's dark and lonely. And yeah, we're that's it. Like we don't have someone to bounce ideas off of. Um, right. for, for Chloe and I, we're lucky because we were friends first. So we met the first night of school. We were connected by a mutual friend and didn't know anything about each other. In fact, before going in, I'm from New York. Chloe's from Montreal, Canada. Um, but realized we had these mutual interests and got along really well. And then when we were going to decide on working on something together, realized that we did have complementary skill sets as well. So she comes from a management consulting background. I worked at Macy's doing product development and marketing strategy prior to going to Harvard. So we could bring different things to the table. And, you know, you always want to surround yourself with somebody who can compliment you and for us it, it worked out really well that way you know what i love is that you both have a lane so even though that your skills i'm sure intersect you still have different areas of expertise so you can play off of that those ex, you know those skill levels in order to marry something into a wonderful co-founding relationship so that's a really wonderful takeaway i think for anyone in our viewing and listening audience um because you know, you obviously defied the um, the convention, but I think the success is probably because you both have those areas of expertise that are different and yet similar. So kudos to you both. Now, when did you actually go to market with your product? So we say we officially launched in June of 2022 because that is when we started selling our commercially made products that were made at a co-packer. We started selling our like 
prototype first version of products just right out of our apartments in Cambridge. So that was around 2019 where we were first started hand making the products. So we were stuffing uh, sachets we got on Etsy with these blends we were making at home. And that was the version of the product we sold for the first year and a half of the business. But June of 2022 is when we launched with our commercially made products. Now, you know, I love that you're, you've referenced a co-packer because, I mean, let's face it, you can't do it alone, right? So it may start at the kitchen table, but eventually you need to uh, commercialize your uh, product for sale to the general public. So give us a little bit of insight into how that commercial relationship started. How did you find the uh, co-packer that you're now working with and how did you build that strategic partnership? So for us, finding the right co-packer, what has been the business business biggest business challenge to date, we are the first ones that are putting sugar or sugar alternatives into a tea bag, and it's extremely complex. So when we first started compiling a list of tea manufacturers in the country, a lot of them turned us away just by looking at our ingredients list. They, they didn't want to take a chance on us. So we now are working with a fantastic company based in New York. We, that's just an added bonus for us. So we can drive two hours outside the city and be there for every production run. And that's been great. But once we found them, really building that relationship has been so important. So it is just driving there, go. It's, it's only two hours away. If they're working on something or they want to test a new blend, just get in the car and be there and putting in that FaceTime with your partner, I think is so important. It really, they need to see like the face to the brand and not just the product they're making. And I think that helps when challenges come up because we, we have had issues in the past working through production runs, even with them. And, you know, if we didn't have that personal relationship with them, there's no reason why they could have just said, okay, we're, we're not going to make your product anymore. But because we do have that relationship with them, they're willing to work with us and they want to see our brand grow. You know, that will mean more business for them over time as well. Yeah, for sure. Now, one of the wonderful things is that this is the first ever. So is your product trademarked? Is it registered? Like, I'm sure folks are wondering, you've got this really great idea, but you want to protect your IP. So is that been a conversation that you and Chloe have had? Do you have a strategic plan around that? Yes, we do have a patent pending on our product. Um, of course, we can't patent the tea bag but it will be our ingredients and how we process them and how we put them into the bag, which is what we have patent pending. Good for you. I mean, that's another part of the expansion of your business, right? I mean, you start out obviously incubator and now you're growing and evolving. So kudos to you for taking that next step, because I know that also is a, there's quite a few steps involved in order to get a patent. So um, I'm sure that as your business grows, you'll move into international patents as well as U.S. patents as, as part of the process. Now, throughout this whole journey, we all say that we can't do it alone. And you're in a wonderful position with a co-founder and now you're collaborating with a co-packer. Did you ever have a mentor or someone that you looked up to that helped you along the way to provide you with the confidence to sort of weave all these components together and connect the dots? Yes, 
Definitely a ton of mentors, whether or not formal or informal. Informal, yeah. Mm-hmm. We coming from the business school community, Chloe actually had a section mate of hers who dropped out to start a breakfast bar company. Wow. Year and when we were, you know, getting started, a lot of things were like. You know, we're going to see what he did. How did he find his co-packer? Like, how did he find somebody to formulate the product? And in fact, like, our very, very first version of a recipe that was made from a professional food scientist, since, again, we know where our strengths are and we aren't professional food scientists, was from um, a freelancer in Boston that he had used to, to develop his breakfast bar. That's just one tiny, small example. But we have... Uh, a formal advisor on board. We have professors from Harvard that we leaned on. And really right now it's the community. So the CPG community, especially, I think is one that really wants to help each other out. There's tons of online communities. One that is top of mind for me is Startup CPG. They're a 10,000 plus person Slack group of people across operators, advisors, investors um, in the space where you, you don't even have to post a question. You can probably just search for the question and somebody's already asked it and it's been answered. So that is a tremendous resource that we always turn to. And we're also fortunate to be in some like, women entrepreneur groups. And just like the Enthuse Foundation, we we love working with other women entrepreneurs and being able to give give advice and also ask those who are really championing or even smaller subset of this community. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it almost becomes symbiotic mentor-mentee, right? Because when you're sharing that information, you're not only getting your questions answered, but you're maybe helping somebody else with some of the questions that they have in their business. So that's a really, it sounds like a very strong community of uh, industry professionals that are helping each other. And, I, and I'm sure, you know, folks are probably who are listening to us thinking, wow, I wish I had that in my industry because, you know, there's a, a lot of entrepreneurs feel that aloneness that isolation where they don't really have the resources to lean on. Now, you've mentioned the Enthuse Foundation, and of course, we know that you're part of the pitch competition. How did you hear about them? How did I hear about it? I started hearing about it because some of the women in these communities that I'm in pitched in it last year. And so last year, I didn't hear about it in time to apply, but I did see, oh, look at these finalists and some of them were in my network. And I knew that I needed to kind of earmark it and keep an eye on it for this year in order to apply. Well, that's really wonderful because, you know, we always, when we're applying for a grant program, just finding the program that speaks to our area of expertise can sometimes be a challenge. So that's really wonderful that you heard about the Enthuse Foundation through other entrepreneurial women. So that's a really wonderful way to, and another reason to expand your community, right? Definitely. Now, one of the things that we do in our uh, guest blog series is we ask folks to share three words of advice. So for our viewing and listening audience, who may be thinking about starting a business or perhaps taking their company to the next level, what would your three words of advice be? My first one would be perseverance. You mentioned that entrepreneurship is a roller coaster of highs and lows, and I can't echo that sentiment enough. You need to be able to, you know, go through those lows or those challenges or mistakes 
and not get so bogged down by the fact that you made a mistake because everyone does and you constantly are doing it, but you just have to learn from it, not realize that and move forward right. and just keep pushing through because, you know, you are the one who's driving your business forward. And so you have to just maintain that positive outlook, even when times are, are tough. My, my second word, I'm going to go with ask, which kind of ties back to the, the community piece we've been chatting about, but just you reach out. I think sometimes when Chloe or I have been a little slower to gotten stuck in, in a rut, it's because we've only been bouncing ideas off of each other. And for a solo founder, that must be even more difficult. But if you just simply reach out to somebody and, and ask a question, the odds are that outside point of view is really going to help you look at things in a different perspective and could lead to another introduction. And you have no idea what phone call is really going to change the course of your business. So just ask cold DM ad on LinkedIn, whatever way it might be, just, just ask because the worst that happens is someone says they can't help you, but the best that happens is you get a, an introduction that really changes things for your business. Um, and third, I would say is curiosity. I think that to be an entrepreneur, you have to have endless curiosity. You're constantly asking questions. You're thinking about what's next and you're, you're eager to learn learn how to gain new skills to better your business, learn what's happening in your industry and, and how to keep up and just keep that curiosity level constant. And you'll, you'll, that's another positive thing to help move you forward. Well, I think you've given us some really wonderful words of advice and some great things to consider um, on the road to entrepreneurship and breaking barriers to success. Now, how does our viewing and listening audience connect with you and the product that you're offering? What are the best ways for them to reach out to purchase your product? The best ways to find SaySo are on our website, which is drinksayso.com. You can also shop us on Amazon and, and to caveat, I know you're based in Toronto. We are currently only sold in the United States, but we will soon hopefully be expanding. You could also find us on Instagram, which is at drink.sayso. And then for me, please feel free to connect on LinkedIn. It's Allison Evans uh, at sayso. Perfect. Well, I really would like to thank you so much for spending some time and sharing not only your light bulb moments, but some of the challenges and ways in which you and Chloe have taken your business to market. And we certainly wish you all the best in your future endeavors. I can certainly see some really wonderful things in the future for you both. We thank you so much for having us. And um, I'm not sure if you'll be there in person, but if so, I look forward to meeting you at the pitch night. And you know what? Maybe the next time we can invite you back onto our show and we can do a joint discussion with Chloe as well. That would be great. We, we'd love to. To our viewing and listening audience, I'd like to thank you for joining us today for this special edition of Keeping It Real with a behind the scenes look into business ownership and breaking barriers to success. I'm Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series, and I'd like to extend a special thanks to the team at the Enthuse Foundation for all the work they do to support business innovation and the journey to success. You may visit them on their website and their contact information will also be found in the description portion below. 
And I'd like to invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Business Mentorship Keeping It Real, and visit our website, shareyourstories.online, where we feature business stories from international entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders while celebrating their great ideas. Thanks again for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time for another edition of Keeping It Real.